This is the DBCC.com podcast with Mark and Steve Gray. Hoping you lose fat and increase your muscle tone. This is Christina with the DVCC, and today I'm joined with Greg, trainer at the DVCC's Northampton location. We're going to discuss how to eat to complement your training and lose body fat. Greg, hi. Hi. Um, so, Greg, is there a magic solution for losing weight? And if there is, can you please share? If there isn't, then can you maybe sum up the best ways to lose fat to keep fit? Um, good question. I'd love to. I'd love to say there was. Um, I think people are always looking for a magic solution or a quick fix, but unfortunately, it takes hard work. Uh, it takes solid training and good nutrition, and most importantly, that would be done consistently over a good amount of time. So it can, you know, to make a really kind of life-changing transformation as such, you're looking at like a deep, good six months to a year uh, minimum, depending on where you're starting from. Right. So. Um, and so the best way really to lose fat and keep fit would be um, just, like I said, consistent, good training and smart nutrition. So it's not going to happen overnight then? Unfortunately not. Okay. It's good for good, but it doesn't. Um, and do you think that the fact that um, it does take a while um, might make some people disillusioned when they have slow progress? Um, maybe they're on a diet and they don't see results soon and they end up giving up? Uh, yes, definitely. I think um, it comes from kind of two angles. One is a lot of people just measure their weight um, as opposed to their actual body composition. So in actual fact, sometimes they are making good progress, but the scale won't move. So you could gain, say you, you could gain two pounds of muscle and lose two pounds of fat. Um, Right. But the actual number on scale doesn't move, so that will cause people to be disheartened if they've trained really hard for the week. Um, and the other thing is, often when you start losing um, weight, it will come off quite quickly. So you might lose two or three pounds a week for a few weeks, and at which point it can slow down. Right. And if you're only losing kind of like half a pound to a pound a week, um, I think people feel that's really slow, but actually a pound is quite a lot. And if you lost a pound every week for a year, then that, you know, it's 52 pounds of fat, that's a lot. Right, exactly. So the key is basically yeah, consistency and, and steady losing, not um, we shouldn't be expecting to lose five pounds uh, a month, for example, or a week. Oh, yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah, so, slow and uh, consistent is the best way. Okay. Um, now, if somebody is working out regularly and dieting, are there any reasons, any other reasons why they're not losing weight? Is there something they might be doing wrong? Uh, yes, there, there, I mean, there's many reasons as to why that might happen. It's not necessarily that they're doing something wrong. Um, everything they're in control of in terms of what they're eating and the training they're doing might be completely right. But there's just lots of other factors that can, can affect things. So uh, one, for example, that plays a large role is um, your stress or your cortisol levels. Right. So, you know, if, if these are high, say you've had a hard week at work or something, then it's not necessarily something you can control. Necessarily something you can control. Uh, that, um, might and that might lead you to not losing fat, fat for that week. week. Um, also, something else that can largely affect it is sleep. So. If you don't get a very good quality of sleep, maybe you slept like kind of four hours in the night and it was unbroken, then due to hormone levels, cortisol levels again, you're also going to struggle, have a difficult time. So there's loads of different things that can affect it. So being stressed can affect your weight loss? 
Uh, yeah, 100%. Oh, wow. Um, your, um, your body is stress hormone cortisol. Um, has a massive effect on things. So if you're if you live a very high stress life, then yeah, you're going to have a tough time. Right. So that's another good reason to to hit the gym then. And yeah. Well, I mean, training itself will relieve stress anyway, so it's only going to help. It. Right. So so what do you say then to those people who lose motivation while dieting? Um, so if people who are struggling to lose, uh, struggle with their motivation, I think it's good to go through their goals again. So remind them where they're trying to get to. Um, with it being quite a long process, you can kind of get bogged down in the day-to-day -day uh, life and find it quite difficult. But if you're trying to aim for, um, that can help with back, back up. up. Likewise, reminding them of where they've come from. Um, so, you know, like if someone's lost 15 pounds and they're in a bit of a slow period, they might start to lose motivation. Well, you know, think back to where you were six months ago. You've come a long way since then, so you just need to push on and keep it going, really. Right. So basically, a con constantly positive, positive. Yeah. Always be positive. Good. Okay. Um. What's the best kind of exercise plan then to have if you're if you're trying to lose body fat? Uh. So you want to look for something that's high intensity and something that's fun as well. Um. The high intensity stuff. You need, I mean, intervals and things like that are scientifically proven to burn fat. So you want the majority of the exercise you're doing to be based around that. Uh, that said, there's still a place for some kind of cardio type exercise, but it's not as effective. Um, also, with the high intensity interval stuff, it's much more time efficient. So you could, you know, you could burn. I mean, we've had a session before where someone burned around 800 calories in 40 minutes. Um, and you're not going to do that if you're jogging like, around a park. I think wow, the second thing is um, you want it to be fun um, and sustainable. So if you're going on a run, it's going to take an hour and a half. Then that's for most people that's going to be quite boring, and they're not going to keep it up for very long. So if you're you know doing intervals that kind of stuff, then you can get it down to about thirty minutes, have some fun with it, and it's much more sustainable for a lot of people. Right. So it sounds like quite a, a new way of doing cardio because I think most people probably have in their mind that you need to, to do exactly that, an hour of running on the treadmill or uh, an hour of cycling. But you're saying that high intensive, sorry, what was it? High intensive interval training is yeah, actually more efficient. Based, yeah, mm -hmm. um, yeah it, it's fairly new. I think the, the traditional thought is the kind of steady state cardio. But, um, yeah, I think it's, it's becoming more and more popular that intervals are the way forward. Right, and, and you can also get it done quicker. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay, um, well that brings me to my next question. How, how often should I be working out then? How often do I have to go to the gym? I mean, so this can vary person to person. Um, minimum really looking at about three sessions per week. Um, having said that, you probably... In my opinion, the best bet would be between four and six. Um, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily take someone who's never exercised before and throw them into six sessions a week because they wouldn't be used to it. Um, they wouldn't recover in time. They might get injured or something. Their cortisol levels probably go up. So for a complete like new person, maybe start with three and then after a week add in to a fourth and then a fifth and then a sixth. Um, but there's no harm in doing more. And I know people who do who train twice a day, five or six days a week. It's just that they've started low and built it up over time, so they get used to it. Right. 
Um, and I guess people that, that have the time to do that as well. Not not many people have the time to, to spend so long in the gym. Yeah, that's a good point. Not a lot of people have time to train <laughs> twice a day. So um, going along with the training then, how many calories should, should a person be eating a, a day when they're losing fat? Or is there a way that they can diet without counting the calories? Um, so... It's an interesting topic because it strikes debate along, uh, um, among a lot of people. At the end of the day, in its most simplest terms, you need to be burning more energy than you're taking in. Um, energy is measured in calories, so you want to be eating less than what's going out. Um, now, for a lot of people, counting calories isn't really the most effective way to diet or live. So you can eat in a way that... Um, will the majority of the time have you under that level. Uh, for example, the nutrition we have at the DVCC, um, we allow our clients to make them correct food choices in which will bring them under this level so that they'll lose body fat. Mm -hmm. And so they don't need to be constantly counting calories every time they, they go for a meal? Yeah, I mean, it links in with the, what I said about the, um, the long steady state cardio. It, at the end of the day, you've got, to, you've got to have something that's sustainable. So if you're not going to count every single minute of every single day, then it's not going to work. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, so going on from that then, are we ever allowed to cheat? Um, or, or do people have to stick to this, to this food regime? Um, so yes, you can have a cheat. We don't like to call them uh, cheat meals. We like to use the word reset because it's, I think the word cheat sounds quite negative. <laughs> um, but it should be in a kind of moderated way, so moderated way. Um, for example, you could have one meal a week, say on a Saturday or something. I like to have mine on Saturday because it's normally when I do something with, um, with my girlfriend, so we might go out for dinner or something. Mm -hmm. And in that meal, I'll just let myself I'll kind of relax and have what I want to eat on that meal. Um, it's one time a week. So that one meal in the week, as long as you don't go absolutely crazy, isn't going to be detrimental to your um, results. And in actual fact, it might be beneficial. So. There's kind of two reasons as to why we have these reset meals. The first is uh, there's a hormone in the body called leptin. And mm -hmm. when you eat a carbohydrate restricted um, diet, your leptin levels can decrease. And leptin is responsible for burning fat. So when you eat a reset meal, for example, that's high in carbohydrates, your leptin levels will increase um, and you'll burn more body fat. And the second in it just Second is uh, it just kind of it keeps you sane, really. Right. <laughs> salad and chicken every single day of the week forever. Exactly. It gives you something to look forward to as well every week, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Um, so going on from that, then a, a lot of people who are dieting, as you mentioned, do cut down on their cardio. Can can this be a problem for people that are wanting to train? Um, so on their carbohydrates, uh, it can if you completely cut them out. So for most people, if you cut out carbohydrates or cut down your carbohydrate intake, they will lead to losing fat. Um, but carbohydrates are important for muscle recovery and replenishing your glycogen stores, which are the body's um, store of carbohydrates or store of energy. So on your training day, for example, you'd want to eat some carbohydrates um, after the exercise, but it would have to be the correct, um, the correct type. So you wouldn't go and eat a load of sugar um, after exercise, you'd probably eat something more like a sweet potato or some brown rice. Okay, good. Um, so can you give us some examples then of sensible eating while you're working out? 
Uh, yeah, so if we kind of take a day for an example, um, say that you were someone who trained in the evening, so I just run through an example of what a good day might look like for okay. breakfast. Oh, um, you could go for something like three boiled eggs, maybe chuck some cold meat on there too, uh, maybe even some bacon or something. Um, as a midnight snack, you could have a handful of nuts with a protein shake. Um, then lunch, probably something that you want to stick to no carb at this point, so maybe a salad and some chicken. Uh, mid afternoon again, an avocado, something like that. And then you train, sorry. And then for dinner after that, this is where you get carbohydrate in, so you could have uh, some meat or fish, something like that, with maybe some sweet potato and then some vegetables. Um, and that would be a pretty good day's worth of food. Right, so that, that, that is fairly low in the carbohydrates, but you're, but you're still getting some carbohydrate in towards the evening. Yeah, just around the training. Around the training period? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, what about uh, vitamins or supplements? You, do you recommend that people take any while they're working out? Uh, we do recommend that they do. You don't need to. Um, you'll still make good results even if you don't take them but they are only going to be beneficial and enhance your results. So you have to think of it in kind of an order of importance. Um, you wouldn't make very good results if you trained well, took supplements, and then didn't follow the nutrition. But right. you would if you followed the nutrition and trained well. Um, but then you would make even better results if you did supplements on top. So they are what they, what they call their supplementary to it. The three that we think are most important would be fish oil, uh, magnesium, and protein. So protein will help with recovery and muscle growth. And fish oil, uh, or omega-3 fish oil, will help with reducing inflammation and improving your insulin sensitivity. And then finally, magnesium will help with what we talked about earlier with the stress levels. Uh, so it'll help reduce your cortisol and it'll help you get a better night's sleep. Okay, great. Okay, so tell me a bit more about the DVCC then. Um, do men and women both do the same training programs or are they, do they have to be different for men and women? Uh, we, they're actually the same. Um, everyone will follow the same program. But that said, they can be uh, individualized if need be to men or women or anything like that. Okay, so probably the, the differences would be the, the amount of weight uh, lifted or the repetitions. Uh, yeah, normally, I mean, it's normally with the weights, um, that, I mean, that doesn't go for everyone, there are some um, females who are stronger than the males, but yeah, I guess in a general sense, um, that would be the case, the weights would be different. Okay, and how about the diet then, is it, does that vary as well according to men and women? Um, no, not really, again, that's the same for both. Um, it could be changed if necessary again, but most of the time it's just followed the both for the same. Okay, um, now next question then. Do you have to be very, very disciplined then to get a healthy beach ready body? I guess uh, the answer to that question depends how far you want to go with it. So it depends on what your, what your vision of a beach, a beach, body, uh, a beach ready body would be. Um, I mean, you do. You have to be disciplined to achieve any goal. Uh, the more, I guess, extreme your goal would be, so if you wanted to get, say, you know, between 5 and 10% body fat, the, you're going to have to be much more disciplined than you are to get to 15. So it really depends. Um, having said that, we understand that everyone has um, 
you know, everyone has a social life and stuff, so as much as you want to be disciplined as much as possible, you still want to enjoy yourself and go out for, you know, a meal with friends and stuff like that, so you don't want to cut yourself off from the world to achieve it. Right, exactly. You'll be alone on the beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, having friends to um, and how about if I'm if I'm very busy, I'm in the office a lot, or I'm in my car, and I don't have time to cook in elaborate foods. What kind of meals or snacks could I take with me that are easy to buy or easy to make? Um, so there are actually the choices available, um, even just to buy, are getting much better. So in most supermarkets now, uh, there'll be a lot more kind of salads and things like that getting, um, that are actually pretty tasty. Uh, they might not be perfect, but they're much better than they were before. Um, in terms of snacks, you've got loads of, you've got quite a few choices. So you could go with um, some kind of natural nuts, avocados, natural nut butters, uh, some vegetables, protein shakes, eggs, berries, seeds, that kind of thing. Um, so all kind of natural products are, tend to be lower in carbohydrates. Right. So you don't have to be snacking on um, on Snickers bars and packets of crisps. I'm what, sorry. You don't have to be snacking on Snickers bars and packets of crisps. Then there are actually healthier options out there. I know. There's yeah. There's much more options out there. You just have to find them. Right. Um, and what about takeaway foods? Are there any takeaway foods that are healthy or okay to eat? Um, or do I have to give that one a miss? Um, so I mean, in terms, of, in terms of takeaways, it's difficult because of what uh, what a takeaway would normally be. So I think most people's takeaways would be things like Chinese food, Indian food, pizza, that kind of stuff. So. None of that's ever going to be ideal in terms of losing fat. Um, you can still fit it in if you had it as a recent meal, um, but otherwise it would be a no-no. Eating out of restaurants is a little different. Uh, you can get away with it a bit more because you can always grab a you can always grab a salad or a steak, um, or you can ask for things without saying ingredients. So, for example, what I like to do a lot is I'll order um, I'll order a burger and just get no bun with it, um, and then maybe have salad instead of some chips. So I think most restaurants can be quite good in the way that they'll change things for you. Uh, but the only issue with them is that you don't know what they used to cook with. So the best oil for cooking would be coconut oil. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and say now that probably none rest no restaurants ever use coconut oil because it's just expensive. So they don't use cheap oils like vegetable oils and stuff, which won't be ideal. And does coconut oil make the food taste like coconut, or you can't feel it? Uh, sorry, did you say, does it taste like coconut? Yes, does it make your food taste like coconut? Uh, not really, only if you use a lot of it. Um, if you just use a little bit, then it's fine. And so what's the benefit of coconut oil? Uh, so coconut oil is high in what's called uh, medium-chain triglycerides. So it's basically a type of fat that your body will use for energy um, ahead of things like vegetable oils. Okay, um, and moving on then, what's the absolute worst food that you can eat if you're on a diet and working out? Is there one? Um, so it, as a, for the worst food, I mean there's loads of choices. You want to avoid anything that's really high in sugar uh, when you're trying to lose body fat as the sugar will create an insulin spike. Um, 
which will help you well which will make you store fat and then probably leave you more tired than anything um, but in terms of the worst combination of uh, nutrients would be fat and sugar so things like um, maybe a slice of cheesecake or most cakes uh, pizza that kind of stuff in which they are high in fat and carbs uh, that would want to be avoided most times okay so we'll keep those ones off the, the menu then um, and what's the worst food is, is there any food that you should um, not leave out of your diet when you're working what's the worst food not to eat uh, yeah so the worst food not to eat would be um, protein so if you were not to eat protein during a training then you just wouldn't recover in time so what happens when you train is your muscles on kind of a molecular level uh, they're broken down and you get muscle damage so if you want to consume any protein by the time you came to train again you'd still be very sore and you just wouldn't be recovered in time so you want to keep that high right okay good and um, how long have you then been a personal trainer and how long have you been with the DVCC uh, well, the answer to both those questions is the same. Um, DVCC is my first pers personal training job, so um, uh, that was September last year, so just over a year. Oh, well, at your anniversary then, <laughs> just gone. <laughs> yeah. And what's the most satisfying part of your job, would you say? Uh, definitely helping clients achieve the amazing results that they get um, and seeing them change their lives for the better. So. When you think back to how they first walked through the door, um, seeing them maybe 30 pounds lighter, happier, got more energy, um, hearing about how well they're doing at work, stuff like that, then that's a great feeling for us. Right, yeah. And what about uh, the hardest part? Um, probably when people just people lack the self-belief that they can um, make the change and then maybe stop attending. So. It's quite frustrating because you know they can they can make the change and you want to help them do it, but if they're not coming in, it's obviously very difficult to help them. Yeah. Okay. Um. And thank you very much. Then do you do you have anything else to add? Um. I would just say if you've been considering training or starting to you know kind of start a healthier lifestyle, then the best time to start was yesterday. Uh, don't put <laughs> off any longer. You know, just get stuck into it as soon as possible. Great. Now, the DVCC has centres in Bedford, Milton Keynes, Northampton, Hitching and shortly in Stevenage and central Bedfordshire. So if you've been listening to this interview and you'd like to find out more about how the DVCC can help you, then please book an appointment for a DVCC right fit phone call at www.thedvc.com forward slash sign up. Thanks for listening. Head over to thedbcc.com to leave a comment or find out how we can help you achieve your transformation.